Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest, Dr. Erwin Villiger, a principal for sustainability at LMI. Good to have you with us today. And sustainability, climate change, the effects on many parts of the United States, and also on the military, military operations and national security. I think it's fair to say that is a high-level, high-priority topic nowadays in Congress and the administration. So let's get from the LMI standpoint, what, in your point of view, the potential national security or military outcomes, good or bad, uh, of climate change effects that are happening outside of the United States because we are a highly engaged country all around the world. Thank you, Tom. And, you know, fundamentally, I would say whatever is going on out there in the world is of a concern to certainly our, our military, but also our, our national security. And that's why our national security community needs to be thinking about some of these issues. One of the drivers of the Arab Spring uh, was a consequence of persistent drought and uh, global food prices. And we've been involved in Syria ever since. Also, when we consider some of our allies, the refugee movement over the last decade or so into Europe includes many climate migrants and has contributed to social and political tensions in allied countries to include perhaps a, a contributing factor in, in Brexit and the instability we've seen in the European Union. But fundamentally, while climate change may not at this point be an existential threat to our country, perhaps like nuclear or biological weapons may be, it is a well-recognized threat multiplier that threatens the stability of any country and complicates the environment in which our allies and the US needs to operate. Uh, much of the effects are on people, their security, the risk of instability and uh, potential violence and humanitarian crises. And our US military needs to respond to those kinds of crises. And it is the only military that can respond around the world and, and at scale. But its operations are, are also put at risk. Uh, LMI did a study looking at the F-35 platform and its uh, supporting infrastructure. With our Climate IQ service, we're able to quantify climate risks uh, related to supply chain, to supporting facilities, and to operations. And as the climate crisis proceeds, uh, that platform, the F-35 platform, may not be available when we need it to be available and directly due to climate hazards. Extreme heat is another you know, climate risk that we are going to be facing. And if we're going to be putting our military personnel at risk, we need to understand what the impact of uh, extreme heat is going to have. I consider our you know, military personnel essentially our, our most precious resource. So it may change how uh, the Department of Defense seeks to operate and what mix of resources it wants to bring to a particular area, a particular crisis. The, the more we understand the consequences of climate impacts over there, the more secure we make our homeland. And frankly, that's what our Climate IQ service is about, bringing intelligence to the climate challenges our government is facing both here and, and abroad. So in other words, there's almost a layer cake of effects from climate all the way from simply operational issues like buried or flooded runways to changes in geopolitics that would affect the national security strategy at the, at the, at the strategic level. Oh, absolutely. The, uh, you know, many of these issues are, are very um, 
kind of nuanced and the you know the impacts on uh you know geopolitical conditions the the status of our neighbors the impact on them of what's going on in the countries around them and and being able to really get down and discern the the nuanced kind of intersection of you know, social factors government factors environmental factors um, to understand where people might be moving due to, to climate impacts. I mean, we know sure. that sea level rise is going to impact populations in low-lying areas, and that is going to have a knock-on effect wherever those people need to move to. But it also affects you know, U.S. national security from uh, potential increased damage from tropical storms, affecting uh, supply lines that we are dependent on, affecting the ability to operate in a particular area, uh, et cetera. There, there are many and nuanced, and you really have to get down into the data to understand and to model the potential consequences. And, you know, the agencies that invest in overseas in capital, such as USAID, the State Department, the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation, formerly OPIC, We've seen that in many areas, they have difficulty sustaining their capital investments. There was just a report out from SIGAR in Afghanistan that almost a third of the investments have crumbled away into nothing, perhaps not because of climate reasons, but it shows how difficult it is to make those kinds of decisions so that what is invested in using taxpayer dollars is sustainable. So talk about the idea of building climate resilience into these types of works that the United States does from a humanitarian or aid standpoint uh, throughout the world. This stuff is is not easy. Um, if it was, everyone would be doing it. We, we can't expect every government agency to have a climate scientist on hand to inform their plans and, and programs, uh, prepare them for the future. That's why organizations like LMI are here to assist our government partners in determining the impacts, being able to quantify them, impacts on operations, and to develop plans for the future. What are things going to look like? How are things going to have to adjust? What impacts are there going to be? And with the recent executive orders, uh, every government agency is required to consider climate in their plans. Uh, for the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, uh, they need to know and to understand how climate change is going to impact their operational environments and inform uh, to be able to inform policymakers on certainties, probabilities, and possibilities. And, and that's something that data really is all about, being able to quantify these, uh, these impacts and potential consequences. Uh, we can't afford to have unknown unknowns out there going into the future. We were talking about the use of data and data analytics to kind of understand the climate effects overseas and how the United States national security posture and its investments that various uh, agencies make overseas can have climate resilience built in. But I guess the fundamental question is, how do you get started in all of this in data and analytics? What data sets, what algorithms, and maybe what programmatic approach do you need to build this into decision making? A component of that is, you know, understanding that climate uh, and climate change doesn't just manifest itself in, in a trend to slowly warming and slow you know, slow increases in drought and stuff like that. There really are kind of two overlying factors that impact or determine what kind of impacts we're going to have. One is, yes, the trend of warming, which does impact temperatures, does impact uh, precipitation and uh, consequent you know, droughts or flooding events. 
but there's also an increase in variance where you end up with the potential for more frequent and more extreme uh, weather events, similar to what we've seen in uh, Texas here in, in recent months and, uh, and a number of other you know, cases. And while we may not think that those affect national security, they unquestionably do. If we uh, look at the flooding of Offutt Air Force Base, uh, the, the base of operations for STRATCOM, while STRATCOM was not directly impacted uh, in, in its operations, it certainly could have been with the degree of flooding that, that went along in that area. So being able to bring data to bear to not only understand what the trends look like, but how increased variation is going to increase the occurrence of what were once considered 100-year or even 500-year storms, uh, the persistence of droughts in certain areas of the world that may have an impact on, on food production. Uh, to date, we've generally only had impacts on food production in uh, you know, select areas of the world, but what happens when we have multiple bread baskets affected at the same time? It is the kind of thing that, again, we need to be thinking about and planning for, and that really gets down to looking at the data and analyzing uh, the data to be able to quantify these risks so that we are not surprised when it happens. And what about the algorithms that help you do that? Where do you obtain those and do you hire LMI to write them or how does that all work? In that context, it really is case dependent. Um, what is the issue that is being assessed? What is the appropriate data to bring to bear? And what are the best or appropriate analytic techniques in there? Uh, it, you know, from a data science perspective, it, it really runs the, the full spectrum. Uh, LMI has a, a data science and analytics service that uh, goes from just you know, statistical analysis and modeling all the way up to machine learning and AI and platform uh, development. So there's no one pat answer. It's really about having the expertise to understand what are the appropriate uh, models, what are the appropriate algorithms to, to bring to bear. And, and ideally, I mean, fundamentally, being able to put them uh, and implement them in systems where the our government partners don't necessarily need to uh, concern themselves with the underlying models. They are provided with data and answers that are scientifically driven and uh, verified, uh, and they can use that information to to develop their plans and programs and uh, and find the answers that that are needed uh, for how to operate going into the future. You know, one of the areas where we've had a lot of uh, success is looking at, at military uh, installations and infrastructure. I mentioned earlier the, the F-35 uh, fighter platform. That's precisely what we were looking at. There was all of the elements of supporting infrastructure that allow that platform to operate. Um, we can also, you know, look in a more general sense, but uh, assess, assess hazards and provide uh, guidance on where investments have the greatest impact. Uh, under what circumstances should we be looking at uh, abandoning particular areas or facilities, or at least uh, changing our operational profiles there? Um, where are the investments most valuable in ensuring that facilities are, are viable in the future? And this, again, applies both domestically and abroad. These are questions planners in the national security space need to be asking and getting answers to. And one of the things LMI does is help provide those answers.
And in the time we have left, let's discuss some of the policy and law changes that might need to happen to create a better framework for this analytical approach to climate effects on what happens overseas. Well, you know, climate is a, a global issue. The climate risks that we face are a global issue, and it's going to require a global response. You know, certainly rejoining the Paris Accord is vital uh, because the U.S. is not just a partner in this. We really do need to be a leader. Uh, carbon tax certainly might be a, a good uh, good thing. We know that. Um, identifying best practices globally can help support policy that can drive change. And this is really where we need to identify areas where we as a government, uh, as a country, are investing to have the greatest impact. And that really depends on data-driven policymaking. Uh, climate analytics comes into play. Certainly policy has to accommodate politics, but it also needs to be driven by data. And if the data tells us we need to make difficult policy decisions, the data can also provide us the means for driving policies that will make those decisions easier. If you're going to be shutting down uh, coal operations, for example, investing in that same location with uh, manufacturing wind generators is a, uh, is a solution that might help mitigate the impact of trying to change our energy mix. Our Climate IQ service is evolving into a climate informatics platform that will assist our government in understanding the impacts of climate change, the consequences of climate inaction, and provide the basis for data-driven policy and tangible government actions that will make America safer and more resilient. All right. I want to thank today's guest. Interesting discussion. Lots to think about. Dr. Erwin Villiger is a principal for sustainability at LMI. I'm Tom Temin. You've been listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search LMI.